for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. We're continuing our series on the book of Proverbs, which is one of the books in the Old Testament, and it's an absolute gem of a book. If you don't read the Bible a lot, and you're thinking, well... Perhaps I'd like to have a look at what the Bible's about. Do dig into the book of Proverbs. It's near the book of Psalms. And it's little pithy sayings which seem to be, in, well, we know are inspired, but they're really helpful. Um, if you're a Christian or not a Christian, it really, um, that they are great, they are great helpful hints on how to do life well. And today we're looking at the, the subject of work. Okay, now you might be thinking, oh no, I've come away from work to have a day off, come to church, and now we're going to be told about work. Yep, you are, but um, it's not a, a, not a dirty, 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 dirty word, because God, we believe, created work. It was originally good. Yeah, work was good. We, in actual fact, our bodies and our minds are designed for work. It's a, we're also designed for rest, but we're designed to be creative. We're designed to be productive. And it's only because when sin came into the world, it became a bit harder than it should have been. So God is a God of work. He worked for six days and rested on um, the, the seventh day. That's where we get our day of rest from. And I hope we all are like God in that respect as well. But So work is not a bad thing. But, but well, it shouldn't be a, a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing. And Stephen added, it's great to see you. I've just seen you hiding there. Welcome. I'm going to put on a slide now that it might... Does anybody identify with this slide? If we can get it up. Next one. There we go. (laughs) Do you ever feel that you're overloaded at work? Yeah, that you've too much been put on you? Um, There's a a work-life balance out of kilter, right? That donkey knows what that is like. Sometimes you say, my feet's not touched the ground. Um, and they keep loading stuff on you at work. You know, they put more stuff on your desk, yeah? More regulations, more paperwork, more to-do lists, more product runs, more pupils in your class. It's like, more. Yeah, More. It actually looks like that none of you have that problem, so I think I'll stop preaching now and have a cup of coffee. But we do listen to you as, as a leadership. The, the way our, the leadership works here, yeah, we do make decisions, but we have a listening eldership. That's the key, have a listening eldership. And we've just been so... You know, when I was come to think of this um, talk on work, I, was, I, I went through everybody in the church in my mind, who that I know, and the jobs you do. I'll read them later on. But I know, knowing you, that you work hard. You have to work hard to do what you do. And that's good. But there's times, you know, when people will overload you because you're a hard worker. If you want a job to be done, give it to a busy person. That's the phrase, isn't it? He's a willing horse. But don't be a willing donkey. Yeah, there's, the, the way we... There are boundaries. Okay? We're able to set boundaries that if you don't set boundaries in your life, you end up being burnt out and not good for work or anything else. You need to have boundaries to do life well. Jesus had boundaries. You have boundaries. And actually, the employment law is there to protect you in these boundaries. 
a lot of people don't set boundaries because of fear. Well, what happens if I lose my job? What happens if I stand, you know, if I, um, I was going to say make a complaint, but if I, if I talk through my problems, they'll think that somebody else will get my job. I just want to say, be released from the culture of fear. Because God, if you're a child of God, God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So we can approach life with boundaries, healthy boundaries. Yeah, work hard, absolutely. But we, we know there are boundaries. And God is our ultimate boss, our ultimate father. He's in control of all things. And it's not God's will that you be totally burnt out. Because you won't be good for your company. You won't be good for the organisation you work for. If you are totally burnt out. Because you should know in life, is it, do you, the great thing is you want to be working at an optimum level. Yeah? Performance. But if you work too hard, your hoofs, your donkeys, on that picture, on, I'm sorry for those listening on the internet, there's a picture of a, a, a big cart and the donkey's pulling it, and there's too many boxes put on the cart, and the donkey's been lifted in the air, and his feet aren't even touching the ground. Right? That is not good, because it's not producing anything. All of a sudden, it just stalls. So you being able to work optimum efficiency may need, you need to put boundaries in. If that donkey could speak, it'd say, you're overloading me here, I'm not being fruitful or productive. I think that is an honest thing you can say in your place of work. So you need boundaries. I've been reading um, this week, in the, um, the, 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 a, uh, I think the managing director or the CEO of um, Pepsi Cola. Did anybody see the advert? I mean, amazing what this, this lady is just so engrossed in her work, ringing up children, and she says, actually, I can't do both. But she does it. And she even gets a secretary to, to tell the child... What, um, how long they can spend on video games. So the secretary does the parenting for the mother. And why? Because she wants to be successful. She's got to feel she's got a commitment to her job. But I think she's got it out of balance. Because why, Graham? Because people are more important than things. She might have the biggest car, the biggest house, live in the best road in wherever it is in California. But she's sowing something into the next generation that will ultimately bring despair. So we need to have boundaries for our life. That our families are important if we're married. And if you're single, your, your social life is important. Because if it's all work and no play makes, was it Jack or Jill, a very dull person, and ultimately you'll get ill. So it's not good for your company if you are working all hours and not resting as well. Now, you might be saying, Graham, you don't know my boss, right? Okay. I've not always been a church leader. I have worked in the real proper world. So I want you to know that. I know what it's like. Okay. But I'm just sitting in principles here that by the end of this talk, hopefully, I'm looking for God to impart faith, a real faith for this morning, um, in this morning for your place of work. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That applies to your work situation as well. Jesus said, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah? 
Jesus got on the donkey, bit, you know, when he rode into Jerusalem, but he didn't put the 12 disciples on it as well. Yeah? Jesus is... That verse, come unto me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's the key verse for this morning on how you can get through and reign in life in your place of work. The problem is with us, we're too busy to rest. So we don't get the rest because we're too busy to come to Jesus. You got it? So the, if you really, I, I don't want to, uh, um, the phrase is today, God wants you to work smarter, not harder. Because sometimes less is more. Yeah? Less is more. And Jesus spent 18 years, I've worked it out, must be at least 18 years, working in his father's carpentry shop before he even went public with the ministry. He knows what it's like to work from dawn till dusk because when, the, when it was dusk, they'd have to stop. They didn't have a three-pin socket to plug in. Yeah? He knew what it was like to work hard. Yeah, they'd have a break at lunchtime in the heat of the day. But he knew, he knows, we have a man in heaven now who knows what it is to work hard. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's a supernatural thing that I'm talking about today. That for the believer, for those that put their trust in Christ, there is a, a, um, uh, an impartation of rest that's not natural. That can help you. Jesus is saying, I will, I will, I will help you in life. I love that about Jesus. I will help you in life to get through. If you're heavy burdened, and we are, because just like the ancient Egyptians were making God's people build pyramids, um, these bricks without straw, right? People are having to build buildings without, make bricks without straw at the moment. You know, the new, the new standard 37 and a half hours a week, it's not a 37 and a half hours a week, is it? The, the new norm is 50 hours a week, because people want blood. Yeah? And they want a bit more beside. So we've, there is an offer here from God saying there is a way in which you can thrive and not sink. But you must, you must come to me for rest. Come to me. The trouble is we go to everything else and Jesus last for rest. But Jesus is saying, if you come to me, I will give you rest. My burden is light. A super, that's the word I'm looking for. Words. A, supernatural, a supernatural transaction taking place and it's available to you every one of you there is an offer and I, I'm not just talking about paid employment I'm talking about work we all work and if you've retired I hope you'll get involved in some voluntary capacity some voluntary work you're working because you want to maximize your contribution to society and life there's a goodness in work it doesn't stop when you're 65 right we carry on giving because God is a giver So, if we want to turn to um, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. This is, the, it's a, this is a verse that needs an explanation. Um, here we go. This is what the proverb says about work. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores up its provisions in summer and gathers its food for harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard, when you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, a little pov- and poverty will come on you like a bandit and a scarcity like an armed animal. In other words, let's go to the ant. Right, so we're going to have a bit of mycology today 
That means the study of ants. And my, can you say that? Mimicology. Well done. Okay, so you're going to become mimicologist. You didn't know when you walked in that you were going to go out mimicologist. That means you're going to be experts at the study of ants. Now, to get a better work-life balance and to be more effective in transitioning, um, transforming a culture, we've got to get, um, we've got to understand certain things, how life works well. And the, the scriptures are saying, go to the ant to work out how to do life well. And it's saying, hey, you're a sluggard, don't be, don't, be, don't be lazy. Now, I've got a problem today because I know you aren't lazy because I know you. And I'd like you to feel that you know us. You know, hopefully the, the full-time leaders in this church aren't, what is it, six days invisible and one day incomprehensible. You know we, wor- you know we work hard. Because you work hard and therefore we've got no excuse not to work hard. But there, so I, I'm finding it difficult because I, I don't want to be saying to you, you've got to work harder, but you want to work smarter. And I felt the Holy Spirit stop me in my tracks when I'm preparing for this week. I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want to introduce something into the culture of this church or ensure this culture sets. Remember talking about setting jam last week. We want, the Holy Spirit wants to set a culture in this church which will make you really productive in the work of the kingdom for you and your place of work. That's, that's another reason for work, is that God has placed you there for productivity, for fruitfulness, not just in a natural realm, but you are ambassadors for Christ to bring God's kingdom into your place of work for transformation of society. Now you say, Graham, oh, that's a bit of a mouthful. I tell you, when I go through the list of people doing the jobs in this church, you'll go, oh my word, we're <coughs> permeating all of society. So, what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying is that learn to work smart and work hard in being a kingdom, and I don't want to get into jargon, um, being a good representative of Jesus Christ in the workplace and taking him into the workplace because when people touch, encounter you and your attitude and your, and your work, they will see something of Christ Jesus and say, what is it about you that's different? And you know, if I got my phone out and turned up, the t- there's a torch on the phone. It's very clever. I found it by accident. I couldn't turn it off yesterday. I had to reboot it. I think. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was it, you could hardly see it, but when the, when, the, when the lights went off, it's very bright. And the lights have gone off in our society, especially in the place of work. If you want to shine for Jesus, shine in your place of work. It's not difficult as long as you're shining. Yeah? Because you're different. The you're, Bible says, get used to it, you're a peculiar people. Yes. I mean, you've, it's true. Just look at the people around you. They're just <laughs> peculiar. So, um, in consideration of the ant, how am I going to apply it? Well, um, the Bible says, a few, sorry, um, Google says a few things about ants. <laughs> <laughs> um, ants are not always working. I always thought they worked, but they don't. They have enough power, though, to lift 20 times their own body weight. Okay, so if that was me, if I was turned into an ant right now, I could lift a four-birth caravan on my shoulders. And I know Simon's got his T-shirt, of his He-Man T-shirt on today, which is quite worrying when he's leading a meeting with a big sword. But uh, I could lift a caravan. Now, some of you are saying, well, how much could I lift? Well, some of you could lift a caravan 
and a jeep as well, a towing car. <laughs> Some of you could just lift a push bike, thinking 20 times what your body weight, yeah? But so ants are very, very unique creatures. And the Bible says, for the Holy Spirit, go and study the ant. We have a capacity, there's, we have a bigger capacity than you think we have. Our brains, we only use a portion of our brains. You know that, don't you? You've been at school. Yeah? We are uniquely and wonderfully created. The, sometimes, when I'm fine now, I'm saying, God, I can't cope anymore. Has anybody ever said that? Yeah. I can't cope anymore. And God puts you through it, and you're thinking, hold on, your view of me is different to my view of me, because you're putting me through, you know, you're bringing me into situations that are... I mean, I, I was in a job, I used to go from um, Norwich down to... Liverpool um, Street Station every day. London. London, yeah. And I thought, I can't cope with this. I was totally out of my depth. I winged it at the interview, and I got in, and, and the, even they said, well, you got in, didn't you? you? You really threw one on us, you know, because I was out of my depth. But I believe that God was stretching me, and he stretched me, and he built stuff into me. God puts us out of our depth. Jesus likes doing that. Yeah, he does it. You feed them, Right? Come and walk to walk on me water on water with me. Come and come and you know, Peter, get out the boat and come and walk on water. Jesus puts you out your debt sometimes, and sometimes it's in your job. Sometimes you think you can't cope. I can't. But there is God, because God is in you. He can do all things are possible. Yeah. But it's still getting that work life balance, right? So don't if you fill it out the depth, that just may be you're in the right job, because God is stretching you. So the ant can lift 20 times its own body weight. But how do they work so tirelessly? Well, I never knew this before. They have power naps. Would you believe ants have power naps? The ones in my gardens, they're mutants. They don't. They just, they just destroy my lawn. So I'm going to make, our lawn looks like a green and white patchwork with all that powder on it. Um, but they, they have 250 power naps a day. So, Chris, it's biblical. No, it's not, it's not biblical. Well, it's sort of biblical, but you can... I'm having a power nap. But it only lasts for one minute. <laughs> but they're ants. So you've got to think, you know, um, principle, not precept. But they power nap on average four hours, 48 minutes a day. I think that's quite a lot for an ant, don't you? Yeah. And Jesus said there's a time when no man can work. There's a time when you have to put work down and say, I'm not going to work. I'm going to close the computer, right? I'm going to turn off the phone. I'm uncontactable. I think that's a smart way to work. And the scriptures, inspired by the Holy Spirit, say, look to the ant. Don't take your work to bed with you. Don't do it. It's crazy. Jesus said, there comes a time when no man can work. Ants, next point, is ants are very intentional how they go about their work. Have you ever watched an ant? We're trying to kill it with a magnifying glass in the summer as a kid. You're trying to follow it and you burn it. No, (coughs) Sunil is on my page. I'm sorry, but that's what I would... I repent of that now, just for your sake. But... uh, um, they, they go all over the, they, everywhere, aren't they? They're, all, they're tracking back and forth to find food, yeah? 
it's very systematic. And they go back to the, uh, not the hive, the nest, and they tell the other ants with their little antlers, and the other ants go and find it as well. They communicate well. But what I'm getting at here, they, they have a plan they work to. Their, their day is very planned. In actual fact, they, they plan, and the next day they go out and um, implement what they found. Plan your work and work your plan. The problem is when you're in the same job for a number of years, you just get up in the morning and you don't bother to think ahead. And the trouble is, then problems hit you. Go to the ant. Think about it the day before. The night before you go to bed, be ready for the morning. Now, Wednesday night, Sue was at a meeting, with a prophetic meeting, right? She comes back and I'm just getting to bed. She puts the six jam jars out. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to make jam. I said, it's 10 o'clock at night. She says, well, I'm just going to, because I'll do it in the morning. I said, you make jam? I said, no, I'll just do that. I'll put the black currants that we picked in the big pot. And uh, I said, you, you, you can't do that. She said, no, I'll do it. So next morning, I come down and uh, the, the, the jam's bu- bubbling away. She's having a quiet time with the Lord. And by 8 o'clock, she's made the jam. Six, seven jars, eight jars of jam, black currant jam, which is wonderful. If she offers it to you, say, no, I'm not allowed, you're not allowed to give it to her because it's Graham's. <laughs> now, she planned. You got me. I mean, jam. I mean, I'd, I'd take two days for that. But she just broke it down into small bits, organised it, planned it, and executed it. Jesus, in my study of the scriptures this week, in my daily devotions, in the Gospel of Mark, I've got to a bit where Jesus went into Jerusalem, you know, Hosanna, triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and they, they, they put the branches out, and he rode on a donkey, yeah, think donkey, donkey, okay, and he rode in, and it says in Mark chapter 11, he, 11, he went into Jerusalem, he went into the temple, and he said he looked around the temple, and looked around everywhere, and then he said, oh, it's late now, I'll go home. And he went back to Bethany, to the home of his friends, just outside Jerusalem. The next morning, he went up, and it's then he cleared the temple. Never seen that before. Never seen it before. I just thought, Jesus walked in in holy anger, saying, right, I'm going to have a clear out. Boom. Never, Jesus never moved in reactive anger. He knew what he was going to do because he planned it the night before and he got sorted the night before. Then he went back home, he would have prayed about it, then executed it the next day. Does that help? Is that helpful? If Jesus did that, right? So, folks, be smart. God's given you the capacity to plan ahead and to pray ahead. Ants get everywhere. Sue came back from musicians um, from the hub, which is our building in Ashford, where we meet midweek. She says, I saw ants walk from the store cupboard to the kitchen. I'm thinking, how can ants get into the, you know, it's like feet away from anywhere. It's all surrounded by concrete. But they were there happily marching along. And I was telling Carl about this. He said, oh, Graham, the problem we've had with ants. He said, ants went through our, under our front step, underneath the foundations, and what is it, Pam? They, were, they came down the, the lighting socket in with the wall. They get everywhere, don't they? You know, they march. It's just amazing what, where ants get. 
And I thought, consider the ants. I thought ants get everywhere. They permeate everything. What about if you, as a people of God, permeated every aspect of the fabric of society through your work? Purposefully, intentionally, taking the gospel of the kingdom of God, his presence, his peace, his forgiveness, his encouragement. Man, it could be life transformational, couldn't it? No longer would you see your job, I'm just cutting somebody's hair, why does it keep growing back so quick, or child mining, whatever you do. If you're seeing it with a different worldview, that hold on, I can get into, I can get, change the culture, help people to see there's a better way to live. There's a person I want to introduce them to. Every day should become an adventure with you. You don't have to sing Boomtown Raps, I hate Mondays, what is it, uh, I don't like Mondays, is that it? You don't have to wait to go for TG, is it TGI, thank God it's Friday, something like that, TGI? All the radio programmes saying, yeah, can't wait, it's Friday. Whoa, 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 whoa. What a way to live, that's stupid. Four days, four days just hoping for another day to come so you can go, I mean, this, life's a bit better than that. That's why Jesus is such good news for us. So just don't, just don't live for Fridays, it's just stupid. And the other thing is this, this will please you. Because I know gateway people like food. Ants have two stomachs. <laughs> You've got a big microfiber glass for them, you, you know. They've got two stomachs. They feed, they fill two stomachs every day. And it got me thinking. What if we had two stomachs? One for, actually, the two stomachs, one, for the, one is for themselves and one is for others. This is what it says in Google. Right? And this is a proper Google one, you know, it's a, a scientific one. So, consider the ant. So, if you've got one stomach for yourself, which you know about, and you're trying to get it reduced right now, that's a word of knowledge for us all, right? for me. except for this man at the front. Um, but if there's another stomach that we have that God wants to fill every day so we can give food to other people, when Jesus was at the well of Samaria and that woman who's had five different husbands comes and sits down next to him, she didn't know her day was going to change because Jesus had been feeding from the Father. And when the other disciples came, they were, they'd just come back from McDonald's down the road with their, with their burgers. No, it wouldn't have been burgers, would it? They were, um, at that point. Um, with their food. Yeah, yeah, chicken tikka masala. And... Uh, he, 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 they were scoffing and Jesus was talking to this woman and had a divine encounter with this woman. And she must have been in tears because he said, hey, this man's told me everything about me. And Jesus said to the disciples, I have foods that you know nothing of. Because they were saying, Jesus, have some food. He said, no, I've got, I've got food you know nothing of. And he was giving it to that woman right there and then. Yesterday in, at, the, at the hub in Park Mount, um, at a, a, an art, photo, photographic art exhibition um, that the prophetic team did um, in conjunction with the healing rooms team. Great for the teams to work together. Yeah. And people were, were, um, came by, looked at the photographs, and the prophetic team crept upon them, all nice and Christian-like, and said, Is, do you like the picture? Do you feel God's saying anything to you through these pictures? I think I've got that right. Sue came to me. She said, this lady came into the hub, having looked at the picture, and... Uh, she had been praying in the morning. She'd had a little time with the Lord. And she said, this woman just started crying. She said, 
I've been carrying a burden for 50 years. I'd had an ab abortion and I'm racked with guilt and I've been carrying this for 50 years. 50 years. 50 years of guilt. And Sue just said, paraphrasing it, you don't have to carry that guilt. There's one that died for you that carried that guilt. You can be free from that guilt. I've got food that you know nothing of. Have some food from my spiritual stomach because I've been feeding on God day in, day out. Pete, I believe you went up to you, talked to a man and you felt God say to you about uh, this man, he, he got a, a, a bad leg, didn't you? Is that correct? And you said, I, yes, I think you've got a bad leg. And he goes, how do you know? How do you, how do you know? And he said, well, God's told me just now. <laughs> Don't believe it. How do you know I've got a bad leg? Well, God's just told me. How does that happen? You're fellowshipping with God before you even start the day. It's simples. Come unto me and I will give you rest. All of us can have that experience because it's the same God. But we won't come to him because we'd sooner have another five minutes in bed and... You know, I'm like that. A lot of proverbs talks about the swing gate, tossing, turning backs and forwards to get that bit of the cold pillow on a hot day. You know, another five minutes, another five minutes. That's what proverb says. That's what he's talking about. You sluggard. You see, you might be a really hard worker at work, but you could be a sluggard in terms of just making a conscious decision. I'm going to get up five, ten minutes earlier and have time with the Lord. Doesn't take long. This is my survival pack. This is how I do life. I don't have this by the side of my bed. But I get up. My life, my wife sets the alarm clock. I've got to be honest, she sets it. Because right, that's where we work together in harmony. And you're trying to find it, trying to hit it when it goes off. And there's all this stuff flying everywhere. You ought to get a bigger one, the bigger. Then I stagger into the shower. <laughs> right? And... Uh, you know, it's more like, oh, good Lord, it's morning, rather than saying, good morning, Lord, <laughs> right? And I stagger down, I'm a bit fresher now, then I go down and have a cup of coffee, a second cup, because Sue brings me one in bed, and I have a cup of smoky Russian, see, um, um, what? Russian tea, yeah, that, that's the, t thank you, Nelson, that, I've got into that. And then I open my Bible and I find, I go to a quiet place, close the door, because that's what Jesus tells me. And I read a bit of the Bible every day. And I pray the Lord's Prayer. And a bit more. And I say, God, I want you to use me today. It's simple. Come unto me, all heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place. Why? Because he needed it. Time's nearly gone. The Apostle Paul said this, Arise, O sleeper, and Christ will give you light. It's not a lot. I'm not saying go and pray for an hour. I'm just saying be disciplined. 15 minutes. All you need to do, go to bed 15 minutes earlier. Get up 15 minutes earlier. You don't put your armour on to go to bed. You put your armour on when you start the day.
Hudson Taylor said this, great missionary to the Chinese, do not have your... Do not have your concert first and then tune your instrument afterwards. Begin the day with the word of God and prayer and get first in harmony with him. Is that a good quote or is that a very, very good quote? We can all do it. You can now to make a cup of tea. You now to have a shower. Right, reverse order. And you know how to open your Bible and say, Lord Jesus, I want to make a difference for you today in my place of work, whatever your work is. Now help me. Help me because I'm weak. He sent this, Hudson Taylor, God uses men who are weak and feeble enough to lean on him. Enough to lean on him, lean into him. I just want to finish by reading a list of the people in this church, the job. If I've missed you, please forgive me. This is a bit rushed, this talk, because it's short notice. We have building engineers, transport safety engineers on London Underground, Railway signalers, carpenters and joiners, computer analysts, computer systems management. I don't know what the difference is. Computer service providers. We've got a lot of computers. Um, retail food management, child protection management, person working with Childline, Esther Anson thing. Um, nursing homes, learning difficulties, unit inspectors, physiotherapists, play therapists. Um, can't read that one. Looks like not cuts, but I'm sure it's not. Um, Chiropodists, TV camera operators, hotel manager, warehouse operators, supermarket cashiers, till visitation, care advice centre with Eddie, um, um, beauticians, GPs, care in the community, mental health workers, dentists, chiropractors, um, governmental workers for Kent County Council, administrators, administrators for hospitals, analysts for the NHS, school teachers, administration staff, police, including Scotland Yard, yes, agricultural suppliers, sports development workers, um, retail clothing sales people, van drivers making computer, um, making... <laughs> making companies work and function well, car mechanics, language... Um, language uh, translators, financial advisors, bank managers, web designers, creative arts for small business startup, fire service technical support, chemical industry workers, architects, um, coronary ward care manager, obstetrician, I don't know how to spell that, gynecologist, you know how to spell that, midwives, um, lift operators, um, electrician specialists, furniture and baby equipment managers, Church leaders, don't forget them. Worry, let's hear it for church leaders. Secretarial support, pastoral visitation, children, youth workers, chemists, landscape gardeners, theatre stage managers, sign language specialists, BT communications managers. Um, can't read that one. Self-employed, um, something else. Um, um, <laughs> photographers, global support managers for, for math, um, HR for Salvation Army, pregnancy crisis advisors, speech therapists, geological analysts, nurses, social services, protection manager, counselling, um, hospital infection control manager who's just got an award for the best team, um, um, Eurostar manager, make sure you get to Paris on time and back, sports physicists, nursery teachers, global development manager for the environment, accountants, legal assistants, that is Gateway Church. And that's not everybody. Because then you've got the, um, the, the um, house parents, senior citizens volunteering. We're workers. It's an anthill for the kingdom of God. My heart cry to you. 
go to the end. Go to the end. Go to the end. 15 minutes a day. And we'll change, you will, God will change your personal culture and you will change the environment in which you work because I am, I am passionately convinced now, this might sound stupid, I am passionately convinced that prayer works. I'm praying for people in this town. They don't know it. There's one thing I forgot to put in, and that was WD-40. Because, not that I spray my knees with... I know I've got joint problems, but that's just a, a prophetic picture. I am finding if you keep praying about the same person every day, things, incredible things happen. You've got to keep spraying it, spraying it, spraying You may have a manager at your work who you just think is, is from the pit. Pray for him. Pray, spray and pray. And see God change circumstances and see society transform. Because your world changes. We're ants. We could, we, you can transform your place of work by you bringing a food for others, words of encouragement, prayer, concern, kindness, in a world that's not very kind. Is that enough? Is that enough, church? Well, what we're going to do now, I feel that God wants to impart faith for certain people in their place of work when it's a mounting. You've got a mountain facing you. Graham, you don't understand. I know, I don't, but God does. And Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be moved, it will be moved. There are some of you facing mountains that you are going to get the gift of faith today. The gift of faith is coming to you and you will say, I believe in God, we're going to change. it's going to change because of faith. And what we're going to do, because with time's gone, we'd we'll like to conclude with a song. Is that all right, Simon? And then we'll dismiss the meeting. You can go and have coffee. But those of you that really do, it, that's you, that I need real a gift of faith for my work. We, a few of us will stay behind with God and we will pray for you to impart that. That's what we're going to do. So shall we stand, musicians? Back to you. Then we'll conclude.